Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading from the One Year Chronological Bible, and today's reading is for April 18th. David spares Saul again, 1 Samuel 26, 1-25. The Ziphites went to Saul at Gibeah and said, Is not David hiding on the hill of Hekelah, which faces Jeshimon? So Saul went down to the desert of Ziph with his 3,000 select Israelite troops to search there for David. Saul made his camp beside the road on the hill of Hekelah, facing Jeshimon, but David stayed in the wilderness. When he saw that Saul had followed him there, he sent out scouts and learned that Saul had definitely arrived. Then David set out and went to the place where Saul had camped. He saw where Saul and Abner, son of Ner, the commander of the army, had lain down. Saul was lying inside the camp with the army encamped around him. David then asked Ahimelech, the Hittite, and Abishai, son of Zeruah, Joab's brother, who will go down into the camp with me to Saul? I will go with you, said Abishai. So David and Abishai went to the army by night, and there was Saul lying asleep inside the camp with his spear stuck in the ground near his head. Abner and the soldiers were lying around him. Abishai said to David, Today God has delivered your enemy into your hands. Now let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of the spear. I won't strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, Don't destroy him. Who can lay a hand on the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? As surely as the Lord lives, he said, The Lord himself will strike him, or his time will come and he will die, or he will go into battle and perish. But the Lord forbid that I should lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. Now get the spear and water jug that are near his head, and let's go. So David took the spear and water jug near Saul's head, and they left. No one saw or knew about it, nor did anyone wake up. They were all sleeping because the Lord had put them into a deep sleep. Then David crossed over to the other side and stood on top of the hill some distance away. There was a wide space between them. He called out to the army and to Abner, son of Ner, Aren't you going to answer me, Abner? Abner replied, Who are you who calls to the king? David said, You're a man, aren't you? And who is like you in Israel? Why didn't you guard your lord the king? Someone came to destroy your lord the king. What you have done is not good. As surely as the Lord lives, you and your men must die, because you did not guard your master, the Lord's anointed. Look around you. Where are the king's spear and water jug that were near his head? Saul recognized David's voice and said, Is that your voice, David, my son? David replied, Yes, it is, my lord the king. And he added, Why is my lord pursuing his servant? What have I done and what wrong am I guilty of? Now let my lord the king listen to his servant's words. If the Lord has incited you against me, then may he accept an offering. If, however, people have done it, may they be cursed before the Lord. They have driven me today from my share in the Lord's inheritance and have said, Go serve other gods. Now do not let my blood fall to the ground far from the presence of the Lord. The king of Israel has come out to look for a flea as one hunts a partridge in the mountains. Then Saul said, I have sinned. Come back, David, my son, because you consider my life precious today, I will not try to harm you again. Surely I've acted like a fool and have been terribly wrong. Here is the king's spear, David answered. Let one of your young men come over and get it. The Lord rewards everyone for their righteousness and faithfulness. The Lord delivered you in my hands today, but I would not lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. As surely as I valued your life today, so may the Lord value my life and deliver me from all trouble. Then Saul said to David, May you be blessed, David, my son. You will do great things and surely triumph. So David went on his way and Saul returned home. 
Well, some very interesting things there, right? David, again, spares Saul. Um, his counterpart, uh, his helper, wanted to take his life, could have. But David says, no, let's just take proof that I saved his life. Uh, this is who God wants to be at this time, the king. It'll change later, but not now. And then the fact that David says to Saul, um, or says to them, listen, it was God who put you to sleep. It was God who made sure that I did not kill you and that you did not wake up. All right, David among the Philistines, 1 Samuel 27, 1-7. But David thought to himself, one of these days I will be destroyed by the hand of Saul. The best thing I can do is to escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will give up searching for me anywhere in Israel, and I will slip out of his hand. So David and the 600 men with him left and went over to Ashish, son of Moak, king of Gath. David and his men settled in Gath with Ashish. Each man had his family with him, and David had his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail of Carmel, the widow of Nabal. When Saul was told that David had left, fled to Gath, he no longer searched for him. Then David said to Ashish, If I have found favor in your eyes, let a place be assigned to me in one of the country towns that I may live there. Why should your servant live in the royal city with you? So on that day, Ashish gave him Ziklag, and it belonged to the kings of Judah ever since. David lived in Philistine territory a year and four months. Warriors joined David's army, 1 Chronicles 12, 1-7. These were the men who came to David at Ziklag while he was banished from the presence of Saul, son of Kish. They were among the warriors who helped him in battle. They were armed with bows and were able to shoot arrows or to sling stones right-handed or left-handed. They were relatives of Saul from the tribe of Benjamin. Ahizer, their chief, and Joash, the sons of Shema, the Gibbethite, Jeziel and Pelet, the sons of Asmatheth, Barakah, Jehu, the Anathite, and Ishmael, the Gibeonite, a mighty warrior among the thirty, who was the leader of the thirty, Jeremiah, Jehaziel, Jehonan, Jazabad, the Gedarothite, Eluzai, Jeremoth, Beliah, Shemariah, and Shephthiah, the Harupite, Elkanah, Isheah, Ezreal, Jozer, and Jashobim, the Korathites, and Joelah, and Zebediah, the sons of Jeroam, from Gedor. 1 Samuel 27, 8-12. Now David and his men went up and raided the Geshurites, the Gerzites, and the Malachites. From ancient times, these peoples had lived in the land extending to Shur and Egypt. Whenever David attacked an area, he did not leave a man or woman alive, but took sheep and cattle down, donkeys and camels and clothes. Then he returned to Ashish. When Ashish asked, where did you go raiding today? David would say, against the Negev of Judah, or against the Negev of Jeremiah, or against the Negev of the Kenites. He did not leave a man or woman alive to be brought to Gath, for he thought they might inform on us and say, this is what David did. And such was his practice as long as he lived in Philistine territory. Ashish trusted David and said to himself, he has become so obnoxious to his people, the Israelites, that he will be my servant for life. Saul consults a medium, 1 Samuel 28, 1-25, 10-10 BC. In those days, the Philistines gathered their forces to fight against Israel. Asha said to David, You must understand that you and your men will accompany me in the army. David said, Then you will see for yourself what your servant can do. Asha replied, Very well, I will make you my bodyguard for life. 
Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had mourned for him and buried him in his own town of Ramah. Saul had expelled the mediums and spiritists from the land. The Philistines assembled and came and set up camp at Shinuim, while Saul gathered all Israel and set up camp at Gilboa. When Saul saw the Philistine army, he was afraid. Terror filled his heart. He inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him by dreams or Urim or prophets. Saul then said to his attendants, Find me a woman who is a medium, so I may go and inquire of her. There's one in Endor, they said. So Saul disguised himself, putting on other clothes, and at night he and two men went to the woman. Consult a spirit for me, he said, and bring up for me the one I name. But the woman said to him, Surely you know what Saul has done. He has cut off the mediums and spiritists from the land. Why have you set a trap for my life to bring about my death? Saul swore to her by the Lord, As surely as the Lord lives, you will not be punished for this. Then the woman asked, Whom shall I bring up for you? Bring up Samuel, he said. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out at the top of her voice and said to Saul, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. The king said to her, Don't be afraid. What do you see? The woman said, I see a ghostly figure coming out of the earth. What does he look like? He asked. An old man wearing a robe is coming up, she said. Then Saul knew it was Samuel, and he bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? I am in great distress, Saul said. The Philistines are fighting against me, and God has departed from me. He no longer answers me, either by prophets or by dreams. So I have called on you to tell me what to do. Samuel said, Why do you consult me now that the Lord has departed from you and become your enemy? The Lord has done what he predicted through me. The Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hands and given it to one of your neighbors, to David. Because you did not obey the Lord or carry out his fierce wrath against the Amalekites, the Lord has done this to you today. The Lord will deliver both Israel and you into the hands of the Philistines, and tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. The Lord will also give the army of Israel into the hands of the Philistines. Immediately Saul fell full length on the ground, filled with fear because of Samuel's words. His strength was gone, for he had eaten nothing at all, day and all that night. When the woman came to Saul and saw that he was greatly shaken, she said, Look, your servant has obeyed you. I took my life in my hands and did what you told me to do. Now please listen to your servant and let me give you some food so you may eat and have the strength to go on your way. He refused and said, I will not eat. But his men joined the woman in urging him and he listened to them. He got up from the ground and sat on the couch. The woman had a fattened calf at the house, which she butchered at once. She took some flour and kneaded it and baked bread without yeast. Then she set it before Saul and his men, and they ate. That same night, they got up and left. The Philistines reject David. 1 Samuel 29, 1-11 The Philistines gathered all their forces at Aphek, and Israel camped by the spring in Jezreel. As the Philistine rulers marched with their units of hundreds and thousands, David and his men were marching at the rear with Ashish. The commanders of the Philistines asked, What about these Hebrews? Ashish replied, Is this not David, who was an officer of Saul, king of Israel? He has already been with me for over a year, and from the day he left Saul until now, I found no fault in him. But the Philistine commanders were angry with Ashish and said, Send the man back that he may return to the place you assigned him. He must not go with us into battle or he will turn against us during the fighting. How better could he regain his master's favor than by taking the heads of our own men? Isn't this the David they sang about in their dances? 
Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. So Asius called David and said to him, As surely as the Lord lives, you have been reliable, and I'd be pleased to have you serve with me in the army. From the day you came to me until today, I found no fault with you, but the rulers don't approve of you. Now turn back and go in peace. Do nothing to displease the Philistine rulers. But what have I done? asked David. What have you found against your servant from the day I came to you until now? Why can't I go and fight against the enemies of my lord the king? Asius answered, I know that you have been as pleasing in my eyes as an angel of God. Nevertheless, the Philistine commanders have said, He must not go up with us into battle. Now get up early along with your master's servants who have come with you and leave in the morning as soon as it is light. So David and his men got up early in the morning to go back to the land of the Philistines and the Philistines went up to Jezreel. 1 Chronicles 12, 19 Some of the tribe of Manasseh defected to David when he went with the Philistines to fight against Saul. He and his men did not help the Philistines because after consultation, the rulers sent them away. They said, It will cost us our heads if he deserts to his master Saul. Psalm 56 For the director of music to the tune of a dove on distant oaks of David Amictam when the Philistines had seized him in Gath. Be merciful to me, my God, for my enemies are in hot pursuit. All day long they press their attack. My adversaries pursue me all day long. In their pride, many are attacking me. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. In God I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? All day long they twist my words. All their schemes are for my ruin. They conspire, they lurk, they watch my steps, hoping to take my life. Because of their wickedness, do not let them escape. In your anger, God, bring the nations down. Record my misery. List my tears on your scroll. Are they not in your record? Then my enemies will turn back when I call for help. By this, I will know that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise. In the Lord, whose word I praise. In God I trust and am not afraid. What can man do to me? I am under vows to you, my God. I will present my thank offerings to you, for you have delivered me from death and my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. That's the end of the reading for April 18th. All right, so as we mentioned at the beginning, uh, we talked about David sparing Saul again. You've got David living with the Philistines. You've got the Philistines, uh, him, him kind of living quietly there, kind of protecting himself, I think, from Saul. Uh, they think he's with them, but will he fight for them? You've got these 30 mighty warriors joining David's army, and they're going to be with him and protect him. And then you've got this really strange story about Saul consulting uh, a medium. And, you know, it's, it's really hard to, to understand it. And just in a devotional reading where we're not necessarily doing a Bible study, what do we gain just from the text itself? Well, you've got God stops talking to, to Saul, basically, doesn't give him an answer. And so he decides, well, we're going to go to a medium. And this is a person who goes into the spirit world. This is not someone who honors God. This is not one of his prophets. This is not something anyone was supposed to do. And yet Saul uh, does this. 
and uh, you know has to pretend who he is, and then he tells this woman it's okay. And so then she sees this ghostly figure. She sees this person who Saul recognizes as Samuel. Samuel speaks to him, says, God's departed from you. You're going to be with me soon. Basically, you're going to die uh, in battle uh, because you didn't, you didn't obey. Um, you know, I also noticed before just God's working in all this, and yet... Except for God being silent, he was not involved in this situation with the medium, according to the text. So uh, the best that I can say in a devotional reading is what Saul did was wrong. And when you go to the spirit world, that's, that's not the, with the Holy Spirit, it's not with what God wants to have happen, then anything can happen. And this idea of, of Samuel coming and speaking these things, we, we just know that we don't have God's uh, approval of it or his direction in it. We know that he was silent because he had chosen David and Saul had turned against him. So what is it that I'm going to apply from this reading uh, today? Well, I go back to uh, David sparing Saul, and a couple things come to my mind. One is is that David held true to his principles. He held true to what he knew God had given him permission to do and had told him to do. And in those cases, he was not to take Saul's life. He was to honor Saul as the king because God had placed Saul there. And God, although he had said that David was going to be king, he had not given the timing yet. He had not told David to take the throne. God was going to give it to him. And so again, I just see, you know, God's sovereignty through all this, uh, the, the sinfulness of mankind, even those that he had put in places of leadership who were doing things for their own self-protection and what they thought was best, not necessarily what God thought was best. And although David makes a lot of mistakes, um, and we know that he, they sin terribly, in this particular situation, uh, you know, we don't we don't know if going to the Philistines was the best thing for him to do. Uh, God showed him that he was going to be protected, and yet then he runs. Uh, but again, this is all God's sovereign plan. So for me personally, what I want to look at is um, it's not up to me to set other people aside from leadership. Uh, in our country or world or wherever, or to think I know better than someone else. I certainly don't know better than God. And despite man's power uh, hungry moves, despite how people lie and cheat to try to get what they want and how they threaten, we've got to have our trust 100% on God. He is in control of all this mess. He is going to put people up and put them down. He is going to fulfill his promises in his time and in his way. And in that, I can rest. Father, thank you for your word and these stories, Father, some of which I just don't fully understand. But Lord, I do understand that just like you were in full control in those days, you're still in full in control today. And that I need to be patient for you. Um, 
I need to move as you direct me to move and speak as you direct me to speak and trust that whatever is taking place in my life or elsewhere is what you have designed and decided to do. And I can trust in that, Father. I can be excited about my part in that. And no matter what happens, uh, I know that this is your story. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.